Hello, I'm Jeremy Baker, I'm the Chief Insight Officer at Beef and Lamb New Zealand and I just want to give you some uh, additional information on uh, the Beef and Lamb's position on the Zero Carbon Bill. Now as you're probably aware, submissions on the Zero Carbon Bill are currently open and they close on the 16th of July. And of course we're encouraging farmers and all those who are interested in the future of rural communities to make a submission. Um, and we've put quite a lot of information um, about the bill and what positions you might want to advance in your submissions on our website, but I want to add to that a little bit today by talking a little bit about emissions targets. So just as a reminder, what is it that the Zero Carbon Bill proposes around emissions targets? First of all, it proposes a net zero reduction in carbon, carbon dioxide, by 2050. It also produces a net zero reduction in nitrous oxide by 2050. In terms of methane, it, produce, uh, it proposes something quite different. It proposes a gross 10% reduction by 2030 and something, but somewhere between a 24 and 47% reduction in methane, gross reduction in methane by 2050. So what's our position? Well, we support the objectives of the bill. Uh, as a sector, we have a target of being carbon neutral at the farm gate by 2050. Uh, and we support the first two targets, the targets for carbon dioxide and for nitrous oxide going to net zero. But we do have serious reservations about the methane targets. Um, both for 2030 and for 2050. And our submission will argue that the targets for methane production should be, first of all, for 2050, a 10% gross reduction, and then up to an additional 12% net reduction for methane. And that is to account for the potential warming impact of methane if all the other greenhouse gases manage to be successfully reduced to net zero. And we will be arguing that the 2030 gross target for methane should either be removed or become a net target. We'll also be arguing that there should be a gross reduction target for CO2 by 2050. And if we're going to retain that 2030 target for methane, we need to have an equivalent target for CO2. So what's our position based on? We've taken a really strong science-based approach to our work on climate change. And just as a quick recap, there are three critical greenhouse gas, gases that we need to keep in mind. Um, the first is carbon dioxide, uh, the second is nitrous oxide, and the third is methane. Both carbon dioxide and nitrous oxide are long-lived gases, while methane is a short-lived gas. Both methane and nitrous oxide have actually quite a significant warming impact, but it's for a short period of time and that warming impact is greater than CO2 while it's in, in effect, so we do need to manage them. But what's really important is that every unit, particularly of fossil fuel CO2, is adding permanently additional warming to the climate and therefore needs to be reduced as close as possible to zero emissions. And beef and lamb, along with other uh, members of the agricultural sector, have successfully argued that methane, as a short-lived gas, behaves quite differently uh, to the long-lived gases in the atmosphere and therefore needs to be treated differently in the zero carbon bill. And that's why we do actually have a split gas approach in the bill and why the government is not proposing net zero methane and that's an important step. Now the science on the warming impact of methane has particularly been led by the work of Professors Miles Allen um, from Oxford University and David Frame from Victoria University and, about, and many other scientists around the world. And they make it clear that a small and consistent reduction in methane emissions of around 0.3% per year 
adds no further warming to the climate, assuming no other changes to emissions. And that's roughly around a 10% gross reduction by 2050 from today. This science has been endorsed by the New Zealand Parliamentary Commissioner for the Environment's analysis last year, which also looked at what would need to be done to account for net zero CO2 and nitrous oxide by 2050. The Commissioner's analysis indicated that a reduction of methane emissions of up to a total of 22% would be required, assuming we all achieved those net zero reductions in those other gases. And that's the basis for our proposal of a 2050 target that should be 10% gross and up to 22% net. And that would ensure, first of all, that methane is definitively not adding warming, but it would also enable farmers to manage any additional emissions reductions required to offset that effect of having got carbon dioxide and nitrous oxide to zero in a flexible way, including offsetting from trees. In addition, we're going to be strongly advocating that there should be gross emissions reduction targets for CO2. As I said before, CO2 is a long-lived gas. Every unit of fossil fuel CO2 remains in the atmosphere for an extremely long time and continues warming while doing so. So even if we achieve net carbon zero by 2050, every unit of fossil fuel CO2 emitted between now and then is additional and will continue to warm the planet for centuries. So it's vital that we achieve as much actual reduction in fossil fuel CO2 emissions between now and 2050 as possible. Offsetting a long-lived and additive greenhouse gas with a short-term biological sink, for instance, pine plantations, is both risky and has only short-term and very transitional benefits. So it's a significant threat to the sheep and beef sector from the potential of very significant levels of carbon farming by fossil fuel emitters essentially planting their pollution on land currently used by sheep and beef farming. The Parliamentary Commissioner for the Environment has also recognised this danger and recommended that whilst trees should be able to offset biological methane and nitrous oxide, their use to offset fossil fuel CO2 should be strictly limited. That's why Beef and Land New Zealand is advocating for a gross reduction target for CO2 by 2050. And we believe that similar to methane, the balance between gross and net reductions for CO2 should be roughly 50-50. That would mean at least a 50% gross reduction for CO2 and a total 100% net reduction by 2050. So we're strongly encouraging farmers and others concerned about the future of rural communities to make submissions to the on the bill by, by July 16, and hopefully this advice uh, and the material on our website will help you to do that. Thank you.